0: mm
1: What's up everyone, welcome to the 168th episode of the Pokemon Podcast. My name is SBJ we are recording part 2, but you'll never hear part 1 because it was lost forever this morning, but
0: I am here today with Travis. Yeah, I was gonna say, you had that failed experiment without me, you know, this morning you tried to record and it all fell apart. I wonder why. Probably because I wasn't there. Uh, what's, and so all I'm saying is when things go wrong, you just come crawling back to me. That's what's funny is last week we also recorded
1: without you and we uh, we got that episode ruined too. Oh, really? Yeah. You didn't tell
0: me that story.
1: Yeah, it was. Uh, so I recorded on, I think, Thursday, the Thursday before C2E2, uh, just okay. in case, you know, something went wrong. We had uh, really it was just to make sure we had four episodes for the month. And we recorded with Sean from Australia. He was a Kickstarter backer who we'll have to re-record with. Uh, it was uh Saul and Sean. We recorded the whole thing. And I didn't look at it till Friday because we recorded on Thursday night, which is weird. And uh the audio, Saul sounds perfect, and then me and Sean. And Saul
0: is always yeah, perfect. That,
1: well, of course. Me and Sean just sound like we're like recording in like a bathroom stall. <laughs> Like you make out every word we say, it just doesn't, like I can't, I I wouldn't want anyone to sit through an hour of that, especially because we're such a premier podcast for fans. That's a good joke. Yeah. Uh, So uh, uh, Will, Melanie, another Kickstarter backer, like I said before, the month of Kickstarter backers. Recorded a great hour and a half podcast this morning. We were using oh man, the bar is set for me now. <laughs> <laughs> we were using this new software. I have a new microphone. You're actually using a new microphone. I am. It's like all this all this equipment that came out of nowhere, and uh, it only recorded me, and it didn't record <laughs> them. So there's I just- mean, it's all you need. It's just an hour and a half of like me saying something and then silence and then me laughing. And then more <laughs> silence. I, would, I would listen to that. It's really, oh. so. Uh, apologies to both Melanie and Sean. Uh, they are van Not to
0: will or Saul, though. <laughs> no,
1: no, no, they are fantastic guests, and now they have to re-record. I mean, they get the benefit of waking up early on a Sunday and recording again, but. <clears throat> They get that uh, that luxury of recording twice. So I feel really bad now. I didn't want to not give you guys an episode. So here are Travis and I on a Sunday night. We're going to record a quick episode. The B team. (laughs) We're going to record a quick episode, put it out. Uh, There was some Pokemon news. Uh, The middle part of our show that was lost was really Melanie's thoughts about uh, Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire and stuff like that. So uh, there won't really be a middle segment here, but we'll still just uh, we'll wrap up with just Pokemon of the week. And then we'll save our item of the week till till next week. Uh, that's that is if everything will be the item of next week is if this podcast actually makes it through the end. So before we jump into news, I was at C2E2 this past weekend and uh, C2E2 uh, was gracious enough to give me a bigger room this year. Room held about 400 people. Room last year held about 300 and we filled it up. Mm-hmm. And uh, we didn't quite fill it this year. We filled it a little more than half. Uh, I think we didn't fill it mostly because there was a Game of Thrones panel at the same time in the next room over to ours. Mm -hmm. And their line was real long. Yeah. And I think that I think the Game of Thrones panels had like two
0: people from the show Game of Thrones. So I um, I guess that that's fair. Did people come to your panel thinking that you were like a pokemon
1: (laughs) uh i had one guy at the end of my panel ask me if i worked for pokemon and i said no and i thought at the beginning of the the panel i said yeah i I
0: listened to it and you said you didn't you had no affiliation but
1: yeah i made a couple great jokes how did you did you listen to the c2e2 show from start to finish
0: yeah i enjoyed it when it was about 20 or so minutes in, or maybe even less, and you're like, Well, that's all I have time for questions. I was like, Oh no, Steve has to tread water for, but then I forgot that Pokemon fans are always willing to run their mouths as we do (laughs) week in and week out. And so it, uh, it, yeah, it was, it ended up being quite a, quite a good show, a really good QA section.
1: Yeah, yeah, I really enjoyed it this year. I thought the questions actually were really well asked. Yeah. Um, there wasn't a lot of like, uh, what do you think about Ash being 10 years old forever? <laughs> kind of questions. Uh, no, the, the crowd was really great. Do you I-
0: think Ash is in a- <laughs> what do you think of the coma theory?
1: <laughs> and, uh, I brought a couple of people up on stage as the first year I did that. And that seemed to be really funny. Um, funny nonetheless, maybe to me, maybe not to them, but yeah, it was, a, it was a good show. c t 2 was, uh. My overall impressions of C2E2 is it was very, very much the same as last year. Like, yeah, same kind. Of, it's, it's kind of like the Midwest gaming classic problem where you're like starting to get the same vendors and like the same layout. And it's like, oh, Artist Alley's always over here. And then in this corner by this window is like the same booth that's just pumping electronic music. And they've been here for five years pumping the same
0: music, <laughs> selling the same stuff pop figures everywhere and i'm sure that's an issue that they're probably very conscious of because for uh, so much of their audience are returning guests and so they obviously want to be able to provide the same experience for those people but also paradoxically provide a completely unique experience so that they're not shocking anyone who was there last year right oh what happened to the the pokemon panel but they also don't want to shy away too much yeah they don't want to do exactly the same thing and have people get bored
1: yeah yeah as as like somebody who's been there for five years now it's almost it's almost like i want like new stuff to see and there was a couple newer booths that i never saw but at the same time i didn't i didn't like really i i think i missed a couple aisles this year i just kind of rushed through it um i don't know if that would have helped or not helped but it was just like especially when on Sunday when I'm was about to record, I usually don't like to like mingle or like hassle or haggle at booths. I just kind of want to focus on presenting, but yeah, yeah, it was uh it was a good show and obviously you can listen to that on iTunes or SoundCloud and uh, you can listen to this episode if we don't end up losing it by the, the <laughs> end of the recording. So we got some news for you guys. The uh, what, what was funny is I got a couple things wrong during the C2E2 panel, as always. I mean, especially when you're up in front of people and you're being oh, really? put on the spot. I, I don't think I caught any. <laughs> uh, I, I the, the funniest thing was when I was like, I wonder what new Pokemon they're going to add to Poke Poke uh, pokin tournament. And, yeah and somebody was like Gengar's already been added and I was like oh I, I didn't know that and I found out that Gengar was literally announced like two hours before the panel started oh really And I kind of <laughs> got like berated that I didn't know that uh, um so that's our first bit of news is Gengar is the latest Pokemon <laughs> to join Pokken tournament
0: I'm confused I thought that in Japan that it was already released uh, it comes out this summer actually oh uh, okay uh so uh Gengar
1: is a part of the lineup. Uh the current lineup right now is Pikachu, Machamp, Lucario, Gardevoir, Blaziken, and Suicune. Mm. And uh of course Gengar just got added now. Poke Pokin Tournament will be released in arcades this summer in Japan. Right. Uh no Wii U version confirmed, no console version confirmed, no US confirmed uh You got to get yourself to Japan and find yourself a good old arcade machine. Drop a couple, I don't know, the currency in Japan. Drop some yen up in that arcade machine and then call it a day.
0: I know there's a lot of those arcade-only Pokemon titles that we don't get. Isn't there a whole complicated one where you get weird Disks. like pucks that yeah. yeah like discs that have information for your team on that is fascinating yeah i i
1: actually have one of those discs and a disc reader um i bought it at like i bought it at some convention it was like five <laughs> bucks but I, i've never even opened it hmm. uh yeah i mean so this is this game's running on the the tekken fighting Im- engine right uh tekken usually comes out on playstation sony consoles not even the slightest. If this is ever going to come to Wii U, let alone America, but uh, it's exciting. Gengar's is pretty cool. Over. Um, I
0: I wouldn't, hmm. I wouldn't rule it out. There's so much clamoring here for it. Every Pokemon fan I know is like, "Oh man, we better get Pokemon Fighter, Pokemon Tournament." <laughs> I wouldn't. Hmm. Yeah, especially I guess, with the success would, of like Smash would, Brothers. Right. I guess it would be sort of an. It would be a little bit of a surprise, but I wouldn't rule it out completely, is I guess what I'm saying.
1: Mm -hmm. Um, It would be like a nice fall title, even if we don't get like a 3DS Pokemon game or something, because we're already in May and there has been no rumors or rumblings of that. And usually we get that by March, as early as March, as late as April. We usually get something and now uh, we've got nothing for a new 3DS game or 4DS game or new new 3DS
0: game. Um, old new 3ds (laughs) imagine if they made another 3ds model the newer the next one so (laughs) so that the one that we now call the new 3ds has to be the old new 3ds xl
1: (laughs) yeah they uh i guess i mean i feel like nintendo loves or yeah nintendo loves to copy apple because the only other thing that has that bad of a naming convention was the ipad where they literally called the third iPad the new iPad. Did they really? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was it was the iPad, uh, the iPad 2, and then the new iPad. <laughs> My gosh. And then it was the iPad with retina display was the fourth one. So, I don't know. It's just not a good name.
0: When does the new iPad 3D XL come out? <laughs> the ipad xl the pokemon limited edition new ipad 3d xl
1: coming to stores this summer uh all all models will have pokemon shuffle downloaded pre-installed <laughs> pokemon shuffle speaking of that game uh, it recently hit 3.5 million downloads what and uh in celebration of said 3.5 million downloads celebi is being offered
0: uh, as a stage to do and
1: to catch if you complete the stage
0: is Celebi only offered for a limited time <laughs> oh,
1: uh, oh! <laughs>
0: uh
1: yeah I think only like a week <laughs> a week or two uh yeah for a limited time the <laughs> mythical pokemon Celebi appears I'm not sure when it leaves but if I uh, if you uh oh actually may 18th it's right here on the on the article uh, so you can get Celebi and Pokemon Shuffle till May 18th. Uh, when you uh, beat Celebi for the first time, you'll get a 1,000 coins. And there was something else I was doing with this. Oh, yes. Uh, as of, I think, Friday, uh, Mega Binette, uh just got added as a challenge stage. So that is where uh, it's a, a competition. So the top uh, 20,000 people in America... Uh, that rank will get a mega stone for Banette, so you can get Mega Banette, mm. and that uh, that goes for about I think that goes for a full week, so that should end on Friday.
0: Mega Banette is or Banette I, I never know which one to say. That's one of my favorite Mega designs, just in terms of visuals. I think it's so cool looking. Yeah, has zippers everywhere. Yeah, it's all Kingdom Hearts up <laughs> Did
1: uh have you have you played Pokemon Shuffle, Travis?
0: no it's good i know i know and i i i
1: will <laughs> you, i will you might <laughs> miss your chance to get Celebi. well actually you got you got quite a while to get
0: Celebi. i'll just go back in time to get Celebi. that's right
1: uh yeah so pokemon shuffle uh really really popular we haven't seen those kind of numbers for pokemon rumble world i don't know if it's doing as well or or whatnot i, I just i don't know if Pokemon Rumble World has the same challenge or gameplay addictiveness as like a puzzle game.
0: Puzzle games tend to be a little lower. They, I guess I shouldn't say lower investment because y- you tend to spend more time with them, but but they, it, it's sort of more of a you get out what you put in type of experience where you could just play one level and be like, I had fun. Whereas <laughs> with something like rumble where you're training and i guess you do train the pokemon as well in shuffle but where the focus is on training and, and collecting so much and in, in yeah rumble that playing for 10 minutes one day isn't going to give you as cohesive of an experience right i just think like
1: there there have been a lot of shuffle stages i've been stuck on or that mm. took me a lot of tries and when i went through rumble it was like i'm just mashing a and nothing's gonna yeah, be able to stop yeah. me
0: and I mean that's how all of those games are, and that's their biggest flaw is they're they're not challenging at all, um, and there's really not a lot of variety in the gameplay. But I would still I, I still find them enjoyable just because I think they some of them I think look nice and and I like some of the mechanics, but uh, they're certainly not perfect,
1: right? Yeah. Moving on from that. Do you like science, Travis?
0: Uh it, I
1: It's all right. What about museums?
0: Like, yeah, it's closer, closer to my alley. <laughs> what about education? It's I uh, you know I I'm all about the the learnings. <laughs> well, then you're in for a treat
1: because the science museum in Tokyo is aiming uh, for a super effective education with the Pokemon Lab. I'm, I like this a lot. Now, you're probably curious what the Pokemon Lab is. That was the headline of the article. Very curious. curious. Uh, so the Pokemon Lab, which opens on May 8th, again in Tokyo, uh, is an exhibit at the Miracan Science Museum and will have three areas dedicated to scientific education for young visitors. Apparently, if you're older than that, uh, you hmm. don't qualify for the education part. Uh, uh One area will have uh will be home to pokeballs with Pokemon inside to be identified. Another area will task visitors with identifying Pokemon based on their characteristics and the third will focus on real life scientific discoveries Doesn't say if that last
0: part will involve Pokemon or not. Wait, so I thought this was going to be when when you first started talking about it I assumed it was going to be something along the lines of this is the pokemon lantern it's based on a real life thing <laughs> that's super cool called the anglerfish here's all things about the anglerfish that would be sweet i would love that exhibit but you're what you're telling me is that it's more of a <laughs> uh, some sort of some sort of trap for children where where hey there's pokemon here Then suddenly, in the last part, just kidding! Science (laughs) (laughs) is that accurate to what it seems like? It doesn't. It doesn't go
1: too too in in depth, like any museum exhibit explanation. It always sounds fantastic until you get there, and then you're wildly disappointed.
0: I like museums.
1: Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. I love me a good museum going every once in a while, but when they have kids' museums in particular.
0: You know how many buttons there are in kids' museums. It's true. How many spinning things? How many uh, brightly colored objects? Kids' museums are the best thing.
1: <laughs> the The last time I went to a museum was uh, uh, there was a, at the Milwaukee Public Museum, which is a very okay. It's a very average museum. If you like mm-hmm. like Indians and you know like three models of dinosaurs, that's what the Milwaukee Museum is offering you. But um, ancient, there's some Egypt stuff. Egypt? Egypt. I don't,
0: mm, seems a little far from Milwaukee.
1: <laughs> a lot of Indian stuff. Uh, a lot of like, yeah. My favorite,
0: anyway. my favorite mayor of Milwaukee is Cleopatra. <laughs> <laughs> there's a couple,
1: uh, so <laughs> the,
0: the last time. The pyramid, I... <laughs> the pyramids of Milwaukee are just so stunning. Everyone should go with. They're so, <laughs>
1: The Milwaukee Public Museum had an exhibit. Uh, it was called Aliens and the Outer World or something like that. Ooh, And I was like, ooh, this this sounds up my alley. All about, you know, Star Ancient Trek, aliens, aliens. And they they had this huge like description of what it is and Irene Irene got tickets from her work. She got four tickets for the, the pre the pre alien show, right? So you so get you in. could
0: have two tickets each so that <laughs> Right. So, so you could done. have a buffer zone around around yourself so that no one no one would be around you. Uh so <laughs> when we're done we can go back in. So we, yeah. we take, we take some friends,
1: we, we go, it's a, it's a Friday night. Cause it's a week before the exhibit opens. So we're like, first look, blah, blah, blah. And we're, we're waiting in line. There's this kind of this, not that big of a line. I would probably say like 30, 40 people in line to get into the exhibit. Um, and the, the museum guide is like, all right, you know, we're only letting so many people in there's, there's probably about an average 45 minutes to an hour worth of stuff in the exhibit. We're like, oh, yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, aliens. Yeah, let's go in. Uh, So we get in, and there's just this long black hallway with, like, Christmas lights uh, in the (laughs) walls, you know, so, you know, stars, right? And uh, we get in, and it's literally one room. And in the room, there is, uh, like, uh, a video of the Mars rover in the back. It's like, all right, (laughs) that's all right. Uh, There is uh, the... A head of the Terminator droid thing. What? Which I was like, yeah, that's not really an alien. Uh, but okay. It yeah,
0: a robot from the future.
1: There was uh, some mechanical arms that picked up blocks. That's really all they did. You could stack a block tower with these mechanical I mean, arms. I, I don't... There was a full... The coolest thing probably was the full sculpture of the alien from Alien. You know, pretty detailed. I was like, anonymous right. alien, right? Uh, there was like a solar system guide. And finally, the last touch was the uh, Iron Man suit from Iron <laughs> Man.
0: <laughs> the Famous alien, <laughs> Tony Stark. Uh, now, if you if you had, if you, let's take away all the context that you gave me for that story and just told me that just pretend that you told me this list of things that you saw that could equally have just been my friend's garage. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you told me that it was in a museum and so that's the context under which I understand it. But you could have told me anywhere. You could have told me <laughs> I found this weird warehouse down the street and all of these things were in it and I would believe you. I um... mean <laughs> It's not too far off.
1: So needless to say, I walked through the exhibit in about 10 minutes. (laughs) Uh, And then I was, I I reminded myself that, yeah, uh, museum exhibits are usually overhyped. Like the Pokemon Lab, while it sounds cool in this article, we actually don't know any details at all. Nope.
0: But I still want to go.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Though the best part is if they did what you said earlier, if they like had like a box of magnets and they were like, this is how we made Magnemite
0: <laughs>
1: next to it, they had
0: just a bucket of sludge and they were like, this is how we thought of muck. <laughs> and then they all get cotton candy and, and then they're like, Swirlix. Yeah,
1: but I, I will say, so in the article, there's a picture of Pikachu wearing a lab coat. And then around it is I mean, a, bunch, I'm down for that. a bunch of starter, it's all the starter Pokemon. So I'd imagine just like any museum, there's going to be an overpriced gift shop. Of course. And then in that gift shop will probably be Pikachus wearing lab coats that will sell for a ridiculous price. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, and then
0: sell for an even more ridiculous price on eBay.
1: Right. Because it's only going to be in Tokyo. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, some some more local news. Not really local, but it's it's something you, uh, we can at least all participate in. It applies to people outside of Tokyo. Correct. Uh, the Little Cup Online Competition was announced. And it will take place uh, on Thursday, May 14th. And uh, you will need a copy of Pokemon Omega Ruby or Alpha Sapphire. Uh, with a party of eligible Pokemon. Uh, that's going to be any Pokemon that cannot evolve. So uh, no Kangaskans or far-fetches. Uh, but if your Pokemon can well, evolve.
0: N- n- so it excludes Pokemon that can't. Ev- so it's all first stage Pokemon. Correct. Excluding the ones that cannot evolve. Right.
1: Uh, so your Charmanders, your Squirtles, your uh, Pidgeys, your. Uh, but not, w- for Lit-wicks.
0: example, Dunsparce, which
1: cannot evolve. Correct. Uh, yes. And uh, no middle evolutions either. Mm hmm. Uh yeah, and they're so all level 5. Yeah, so even if you're, you know, level uh 77 Mudkip, uh is able to compete, it will be uh down-leveled to level 5 for the duration of the battle. The battles will be single battles. Uh you will have to have a party of 3 to 6 Pokémon. Uh you will you may only choose 3 Pokémon to battle. Your Pokémon must have been acquired through XY, uh Omega Ruby or Alpha Sapphire and uh there's a couple other rules but that's pretty much the gist of it
0: i think this is really cool little cup is awesome it was introduced in i can't remember if it's stadium or stadium 2 i believe stadium had it but since then it's become a staple in the competitive pokemon scene like the smogun scene and and all the and all the simulators um what's interesting about this is that there there's no ban list from what i can see unless the additional details list a ban list Do you know if that's the case steve uh, i don't i don't not that i saw of because the qual I, I shouldn't say quality i shouldn't i shouldn't judge these these little folks these little pokey folks <laughs> um but the competitive viability of first-stage Pokémon varies wildly because you have something like a Sunkern, but uh, also Scyther qualifies because it evolves into scizor even though scizor has the same base stat total as does Scyther. Um, so you have Pokémon... A lot of the Pokémon that got evolutions in later generations end up being extremely good. So that's Pokémon like Scyther, Sneasel uh tangela all of which including in addition to uh, some other pokemon under that category like gligar but also yanma swirlix murkrow metatite misdreavus have all been banned and at least from smogon and so if if you plan on participating in the little cup plan on seeing a lot of those pokemon (laughs) because they're they're sort of at the uh, the best of the best of the Litlands. so um,
1: huh that's good to know
0: yeah are, are I mean, you... Scyther in particular. Unless unless there's a ban list that I'm not seeing, I I would anticipate that Scyther is going to be about on every team. Yeah,
1: I'm going to click the regula- regulations here. Um, do you know if there's a what is usually the uh, grand prize for something like this?
0: I don't know. Um, it just says every qualifying participant in the Little Cup will receive one thousand Pokemiles. That's the only thing on the information we have. There are a
1: couple rules. Uh no Lite or Soul Duel and yeah, yeah.
0: no moves like Sonic Boom or Dragon Rage. Yep, yep, because those are ones that deal a um a fixed amount of damage, which uh, with higher level Pokemon, I mean that's nothing. I think Sonic Boom does what, twenty damage? Yeah, twenty. But when your Pokemon are level five, <laughs> that's that's <laughs> generally about a one hit KO. Yeah. Um, uh, the the interesting thing that
1: I read was junior players are limited between playing from 6 a.m. to 11 p.m. Oh wow! And based on the easternmost time zone in each player's country, so that's kind of mm. cool. Um, good for I guess parents, even though they should yeah, be monitoring yeah. that, anyways. Um, yeah, I don't see a a ban list here of Pokemon at all.
0: I just saw the move list that yeah. or, and the move list and the item list. But yeah, Little Cup is fascinating, and I'm terrible at it. I've never been at all i mean i've found limited success in in some of the other the like more i guess fan created categories like uh ou and ubers and things but yeah little cup i am terrible i don't i don't get it
1: <laughs> it's there's so much what was asked earlier on the on the podcast before we lost it was uh are are ivs and evs just as important in little cup i
0: don't think so if I remember correctly, because at level five, the difference doesn't really show up as much for EVs. Definitely the different, there's really no difference because they haven't had enough levels to make that difference. And I don't think even
1: though you like got the, you have a mudkip at 50 and it goes down, it pretty much kind of loses all that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Because the way EV, even if you got, so let's say, you are somehow able to train your Mudkip in 252 special attack EVs before it hits level 2. It's not going to resolve all of those effort values, all, all, all of those EVs in one level. How the game handles that is that it records, okay, this Mudkip has 252 special attack EVs, and so it'll divvy out little bonuses every once in a while when mudkip's going to level up so that by level 100 it will have a much higher special attack stat than um, than a mudkip that trains in different stats. But by level 5 you're not going to really see those results. In fact, I think if I remember correctly that you don't see any at all, but I don't quote me on that.
1: Okay, got it.
0: So for our listeners,
1: it would be a very easy tournament to enter with very little mm-hmm. time investment.
0: Well, there you would still have to breed for moves, but that's about it. Yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah, it just it just seemed seemed interesting, and uh, th- yeah. this is uh, singles and not doubles. Right. Yeah, seems cool. So it starts uh starts in about uh what two weeks. Uh yeah, May uh May fourteenth mm-hmm. uh, uh, through Thursday, May twenty first. And uh everyone who signs up qualifies. for so first fifty thousand, first come, first serve, will get the a thousand PokeMiles. Yeah, it doesn't say anything about uh what you win, but uh yeah, it's cool. hmm It's cool. I uh, like that
0: they're doing additional formats. That's always they didn't didn't they do something similar where you could only do airy type or, or something like that. Yeah, they uh they had an EV only cup.
1: Oh ah, yeah, that's what I'm thinking And of. then they had the Halloween uh cup, which was actually pretty cool. Was that like what was that one? You had to have Gorgeist on your team for sure. And then uh oh, that's could, sweet. and then you could uh only have like other ghost pokemon. Hmm. That's really cool. Yeah, it's it's funny that those like come and go so fast. I mean, I'm I'm sure if you're like really into battling, especially on on the 3ds i know some people are very into like uh, uh pokemon showdown and stuff but right uh i mean I'm, I'm sure if you're really into battles that's that's really exciting that they keep doing stuff like that i mean they kind of do the same for uh i mean like i don't know if they do it for Hearthstone, but they do it for destiny where like once a month they have uh, i knew you're gonna bring up destiny yeah
0: that, at what point can i leave the room
1: well <laughs> i I'm just saying that uh, like once a month they do a special type of online yeah, yeah. Uh, competitive thing. And uh, do they do that for Hearthstone? I haven't played Hearthstone long enough.
0: Nope, not really. I mean, they'll have their they'll introduce additional adventures. Like they just released the they just released Black Rock zip Mount. what zip they just released Black Rock Mountain, which isn't which is new PVE content. But no, they don't do special tournaments or things like that tournaments are generally a third party scene mm. with the exception of blizzcon right welcome to hearthcast
1: oh yeah there uh, has
0: to be a show called hearthcast right
1: uh not that i know of there's a the most popular hearthstone show the angry chicken the right? angry chicken yeah i i listened to uh, probably 20 30 minutes of it, it sounds pretty good mm-hmm. it's hard for me to listen and uh like listen to podcasts at work because i always have to like stop and kind of focus podcast to yeah. me are more of like a driving thing or like a cleaning a house kind of thing yeah definitely um i that's pretty much it for news I, i'm probably forgetting something but uh
0: then you said four news items didn't we only go through
1: two? Uh, no we went through pokemon shuffle yep. uh gengar science yep. yep and and then little cup you're right <laughs> Uh, the last bit of news we talked about was Pokebeach. The was prosecution actually, rests. Uh Pokebeach was actually down for the last week. Um intentionally. Uh so right now if you go to Pokebeach, there's a splash page with um some Hebrew text. And uh I'm sorry, what? Really? Yeah. Uh it's been down for a full week. Uh, I believe it comes back up this week. I uh, don't know if it's like a new website or uh or what is up with it, but uh The webmaster specifically took it down for the week, and uh, we await the changes of Pokey Beach. Uh, Us here at the at the podcast, we normally use Pokey Beach for the TCG side of things. Yeah, they usually have uh, the the newest card news
0: uh, updated. I like that on the top of the website. It just says so. Just pretend that the Hebrew below says, and then listen. So so does the Hebrew below actually? Well. I'll never know because I don't read Hebrew. He's <laughs> already like Google's tra- Google Translate, I guess. Yeah, but it's in an image.
1: <laughs>
0: Can't uh, copy and paste that nonsense. Shouldn't say nonsense. It's a beautiful language.
1: <laughs> do you, uh, you want to just jump over to Pokemon of the Week?
0: Yeah, let's go for it. Yeah. Uh, but you didn't tell me who it is, so I've got to make this, this move set pretty quick.
1: I, uh, you're going to love this one. <laughs> oh, boy. You're going to love it sir
0: oh for little cup okay
1: (laughs) okay uh there we go uh before before i'll let you think about the moveset i'm just gonna talk to the listeners real quick uh there was debate earlier just the two of you (laughs) uh so uh when we when we recorded earlier we did pokemon of the the week was sylveon and i said it was odd that sylveon was 87 percent male and 13 percent female because sylveon to me, it seems like a, a Pokemon that I
0: would want to be in uh, a feminine form. But all the EVs have that same distribution, I believe. Right? Yeah. There was the the
1: argument was, well, most EVs are boys, and that's why. But I'm pretty sure that there is a Pokemon that, when it evolves, there is a like a ten percent chance that it can change gender. And I can't remember which one it is, but I wanted to bring hmm. that up. Yeah, I'm out. Really? Uh, hmm. Melanie suggested that it could possibly be a Zumarill to Meryl, but yeah, huh. there's a there's a little fun fact that isn't completely factual because I don't know which Pokemon I know does it at all. But yeah, I'm I'm very confident that there's a Pokemon that hmm. can change gender upon evolution. Uh, but Surskit is huh. the Pond Skater Pokemon number two hundred and eighty three in the Pokedex.
0: Uh, it is from my understanding the only bug and water type pokemon uh, i think that's the one because even its evolution masquerade is bug flying yeah it gets rid of that yep uh, under the trivia no other pokemon has the same type combination
1: as Surskit. uh if you're unfamiliar with Surskit, you're driving in your car and you're like which which pokemon is Surskit?" let me tell you Surskit is the blue insectoid pokemon it its body is round and has four long skinny legs extending from it. It s- it secretes oil from secretes oil. Secretes oil from the tips of its feet, which enable it to walk on water as if it-, it were skating. It has yellow It has a yellow cap with a single antenna and that can secrete a thick sugary syrup or a sweet scent. The syrup is excluded when danger is sensed while the scent is used to attract prey. Its eyes are dark and circular and and have small semicircular pink markings under them. It is known to inhabit ponds, rivers, and small wetlands where it feeds on microscopic aquatic organisms so many so many not so big words in a row <laughs> uh base that total. <laughs>
0: 269 a whopping 269
1: all right travis this unique pokemon is it is it little cup ready
0: you can definitely use it and and Surskit has access to sticky web which is fantastic sticky web being a oh what do they call those they call them entry hazards (laughs) yeah <laughs> uh, when is, yes, entry hazard. I don't know why I said it like that. <laughs> yes, as I adjust my monocle, it's one of the entry hazards within the, uh, Pocket Monsters video game. Sticky Web has the effect where, uh, affected Pokemon, when they switch in, their speed is reduced by one stage. Yeah, so Surskit has Sticky Web. When your opponent, if you use Sticky Web and your opponent switches, it makes them slower by one stage. I suppose that would be good in a single battle format. It would be quite good. Uh, the only way to remove it is either Defog or Rapid Spin. And I cheated. I looked at the Smogon moveset because you didn't give me time to make one of my own. <laughs> one of the things that I'm confused by is that Smogon does list an EV spread, even though it's listed as Little Cup. So maybe I was wrong, and maybe EVs do matter. But if they matter, they wouldn't matter a lot because it would be the difference of a few stat points. So... So who knows? You know, that
1: one, extra, that one extra speed, though.
0: Right, and I'm sure it does matter at the point where th- because at a lower level, one stat is going to make more of a difference. So I guess retcon when I said Smogon always... Smogon is never wrong. That's a funny joke. Um, but I, <laughs> I'm going to adjust their set a little bit. I agree with Sticky Web, uh, and I agree with Scald and Ice Beam. I don't agree with the fourth move slot where they recommend either baton pass or protect, so I would recommend sticky web scald ice beam, and signal beam yeah. having a bug stab move uh, would be nice to utilize that bug type in some way because bug is such a terrible defensive type you might as well use it offensively it hits psychic types and now if um
1: if you're in singles you you really don't make that much use of protect
0: if I'm not mistaken unless it unless it's a very defensive pokemon um something that uses for instance uh a lot of bray looms with toxic heal that ability and toxic or, toxic orb will use protect because they heal so much hp um a turn so that they can they can stall a little more time i realize it's a defensive pokemon bray loom is not a defensive pokemon i'll give you a better example um <laughs> Something like, I don't know, something that runs Toxic or or runs Will-O-Wisp would often run Protect just to make the opponent waste a little time and have that chip damage increase to the point where it becomes relevant. Okay. But yeah, you're not really going to use Protect on an offensive Pokemon, with the exception of something like Breloom. So I don't know why they recommend it here. I guess because if you're running Scald, you have a chance to burn, but that seems a little silly. Right. They recommend focus sash, and I can't disagree with that.
1: That is uh first move does more damage, right?
0: Nope, focus sash is if an attack were to take you down to zero if an attack were to one hit KO you, you instead survive with one HP. Oh okay, right. And so that's good because Circe gets defenses are bad even for a little cut Pokemon. So, you're at least going to get out Sticky Web, which is the whole point of running.
1: So, you want to lead with Skurskit? Er-
0: yeah, or at least if you lead with something else, Skurskit ga- can be a switch in later. Right. Like your second switch in. I mean, you can always throw a Quick Claw in and then only get and then only get sticky web off 12.5% of the time was or is it 1.25% of the time
1: uh I think it's 12 I think okay I think it's a little higher uh now speed 65 is that good in a little cup setting I feel like that's I don't know
0: I would guess that it's pretty decent but I don't know the answer to that question
1: all right all right fair uh a little trivia for you guys uh uh, Surskit has the same two types that are most effective while using a net ball. However, it does oh, it does not grant a bonus for having both.
0: That's a shame.
1: Uh, Surskit is the only Pokemon with a unique unique type combination that loses its distinct upon distinction upon evolution. Mm-hmm. Uh, because of its u- unique type combination, Surskit is the only Pokemon that will resist both Ice and Ground type moves. Well, see, that might be good for Little Cup. Oh, really? That might be good for Little Cup. Hmm.
0: Ice and ground. Hmm.
1: Surskit and its evolutions are the only Pokemon to be both bug and water egg group number one. And uh, the fascinating fact, Surskit is the only Pokemon with the base set total of 269. Wowee. <laughs> Revolutionary. Huh. Uh, yeah, so there's your Surskit. Uh, it knows Swift Swim or Rain Dish.
0: Not sure what Rain Dish does, but... Swift Swim is going to be the, the better ability. Um, rain dish that they're both only active if there's rain. Rain dish is the ability where you gain HP at the end of the turn if it's raining. Oh, okay. Arbusters gets HP and defenses aren't high enough to really utilize that, so Swift Swim is what you're going to want to go with. Although you're probably not going to be running a rain. I don't know, maybe rain maybe single little maybe cup rain and little cub works. Like I said, I don't get little cub, <laughs> but I mean, if your opponent happens to be using rain. You're going to want Swift Swift swim over rain especially with the set that I recommended. That makes sense.
1: That makes sense. Uh, Sirskit. He's pretty cool.
0: Yeah. I like Sirskit's animation sort of sweeping left and right as if on water, even if it's not. <laughs> so, uh, Sirskit is normally blue, but
1: uh, if you have a shiny Sirskit, he's actually like a dark blue, almost blackish. Uh, cool or no? It is pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, he's one of the shinies that uh, isn't like a shade of green. Mm -hmm. And that's always good. Or Pikachu, just a darker yellow. There's so many lime shinies. Yeah, it's really kind of gross, actually. Uh, But that's pretty much uh, all we have for the show. Sorry, it was a little shorter. Uh, Sorry, we we lost the episode this morning. But uh, hopefully uh, when we hit done, it exports properly here. Uh, but we're recording it two ways to ensure maximum listening in your ears tomorrow morning. A little bit of other news is uh, we're going to be starting a Patreon soon. Now, I know what you guys are thinking. You're like, didn't you guys just do a Kickstarter? And didn't we give you a bunch of money? And yes, and yes, uh, the Kickstarter was back in, uh, what, September? September? Uh, somewhere that sounds right. september so uh almost six months ago and that money was used uh for the time where we raised it for the time in which it was raised for that is a sentence now and uh, so to ensure we keep up the quality and to keep up the recordings and everything we're going to do a patreon uh real simple though uh no th- no thrills or frills uh involved The the base kind of entry level is just a dollar. Patreon does by month, so a dollar a month will get you access to our Slack community. Uh, Slack is an uh, IRC; it's an Internet Relay Chat. It is the 2015 version of AOL Instant Messenger.
0: (laughs) I I mean, I I was only I'd heard about it before you showed it to me, Steve. um, Before you introduced me to the Pokemon podcast, one right. Uh, I was like, yeah. Thing, if I ran like a business, I would use it, but it doesn't seem that cool, folks. It's really cool. Yeah, there's all these like plugins you can do for it, and 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 we, and by we I mean Steve, added all the Pokemon held items as emojis. Yeah, you can just type (laughs) colon quick claw colon, and boom, there's a quick claw in your message or. And I'm guessing that this was a plugin that was already in there. The Giphy.
1: Yeah. Command. Yeah. Okay, Giphy, we've Giphy, Giphy a lot wanna, of fun with this. Uh, Giphy, you just have to. It's like prebuilt. You just add it uh, as an integration. Uh, uh, but yeah, that works out really well.
0: You just type slash Giphy and then a word and it will automatically find a GIF that fits that word. <laughs> and you don't even have to be take the time to look up a clever gif. You just assume that if I type slash giphy nerd that it'll get the Simpsons nerd <laughs> Where Homer GIF. leans a nerd
1: Oh my god. Giphy is amazing. Um, but
0: but but on the on the real though, the Pokemon podcast Slack is gonna be really cool because we have different channels for breeding and trading and battles. So you can set up battles or trades or breeding convos uh with, with other Pokemon podcast people really simply and 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 honestly I think it's really cool. Yeah. Uh channels are like
1: different groups. So when yeah. when you join Slack, you you join a universal list and then if you are interested in we we used to have what's called the beluga chat or uh mm-hmm. we also had a Google Hangout chat. And the problem was you would have like ninety people in there and everyone would be talking and then you most people would just kind of leave because it was like three or four people having a conversation. And like if you wanted to trade or a battle, that would be disruptive to the current conversation going on. So if you wanted to battle or trade, there are different channels for that. Uh, so right now we have the general channel, which has just become people uh, sending GIFs back and forth to each other, which is hilarious. <laughs> Animated GIFs. Yes. Uh, and then now we have a breeding channel where um, uh, two people are talking about breeding teams and uh, they're about to exchange some Pokemon to make that happen, which is really cool. Uh, and that's what our our community, the it's, uh, the it's Super Effective community, is really good at, is just being super friendly and helpful. And uh, in the future, maybe we can make a Mario Kart channel and be easier to organize Mario Kart tournaments, because that used to be a big thing a couple months ago. And that, I mean, just overall group conversations are so much easier in Slack, besides like eight of us tagging each other on Twitter, uh, asking yeah, yeah. <laughs> asking if we're going to watch the Dark Cry movie together
0: it's dark <laughs> Don't cry. uh
1: but slack is really cool there's like a far fetch bot right now so if anyone mentions far fetch uh the bot automatically says fetch or says far it's random every time uh what travis said there are a bunch of uh, held item emojis and uh i'm adding a whole bunch of other stuff there's the the
0: cast form weather bot um oh it's so cool do you want to explain what cast form does? If you type cast form and then either and it's only for the states, right? Yeah, yeah. Right now, if you type cast form and then either a city comma state or a uh, which (laughs) that reminds me city comma state, isn't that a fake movie trailer on (laughs) Homestar Runner? I think it is. Um, anyway, uh, if you type cast form city comma state, it'll give you the weather there or just the zip code and cast form will tell you the weather. And why is it better than like W underground or weather.com? Because it's a cast form telling you what the weather is. <laughs>
1: yeah, it's really cool. Uh, yeah, and I'm I'm going to add a whole bunch more integrations. I just started it over... Over the last week and just invited people to make sure that everything was at least working and running. But uh, really for the for the Patreon, if you donate a dollar, that gets you in. If you donate like five dollars, that gets you in and gets you a bunch of stickers. So um, still putting that together, but it's just to help the show because we're adding new features and we don't want to make the same mistakes we did for the last kind of five years. Not that there were any mistakes, but uh, surprisingly, doing a podcast isn't free. And uh, we've been really hitting our stride the last couple of weeks and we want to keep on doing that for you guys. Um, cause you guys are awesome listeners. Uh, but that, uh, that really wraps up the show. Um, Travis, where can they find you?
0: Twitter.com slash the Travis W. And if you're interested in my photography, you can find me under that same username on 500 pixels, Tumblr and Flickr. Awesome.
1: And then if you guys want to follow me, it is at dragging a lake uh on twitter and if you want to follow the podcast that is at pokemon podcast uh if you're interested in dipping your toe into our slack community and helping us test it out uh please just tweet at us uh and please do i want to send everyone (laughs) just all day uh and then once we get the patreon uh that's when you can give us your uh your dollar bills um just your dollar bills because uh, we only want a dollar from you um. Yeah. Otherwise, you can like us on Facebook. Uh, you can find us on SoundCloud. You can find us on Stitcher Radio on iTunes. Uh, we are still collecting iTunes reviews. So, if you haven't done so, please review us on iTunes. It helps other people find the show. So, if you review us, that kind of boosts our visibility. So, if you haven't done so already, please uh give us a review over there. And um, yeah. Uh, that's pretty much it. Uh, thank you, Travis, for last minute recording as we we save the nope, show boy. for. Our- for our fanboys and gals. fan, fan folks, folks. Our Mewtwo posse. Uh, never this never. has been another episode of the Pokemon Podcast, and we are
0: super effective.